Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Happy Mother's Day, all you hardworking mamas and all of you who are spiritual mamas and mentors to other people and grandmas and all of you. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, so we have these amazing ladies here in front of us. And I said last service, so many amazing, strong women, mamas that could be up here and grandmas that could be up here have a ton of wisdom. These are just the ones that God picked for today and they do have a ton of wisdom. They have wisdom, they have substance. They're going to talk about their experience uh, through motherhood and things that they have learned uh, for themselves from God and also from their kids. Um, but it's not just for mothers, okay? The wisdom that they have is going to be for every single one of you. You hear something that one of these women says, grab hold of it. If it's for you, grab hold of it. Let it just sink in deep into that mm, drenched ground <laughs> of your heart because they do have a lot to offer. They have substance because they've been through a lot. When you go through hard things with Jesus, you've got this substance about you. You've got this wisdom that comes only from the Holy Spirit on the inside, and that's what they have. So um, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a conversation today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves and their families. Their beautiful families are going to be on the screen. And then um, also tell us something like a fun fact about yourself that we might not know. All right. So my name is Irene. I'm married to Jonathan handsome man in the picture, and I have four kids. Jeremiah's 10, and he's on the right side. Colin is on the left. He's eight, and there's Serena. She's three, and Charlie just turned one on Friday, so it's super fun. I love them very much. Um, I am a full-time stay-at-home mom, also homeschool my two oldest, Thank God not all four of them are in school yet. <laughs> pray for me, y'all. Yeah. Seriously, pray for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's what I do all the time, every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're so good at it. Thank you. I'm, I'm learning. I'm in process, like everybody's in process. And honestly, like what I do is hard, but everybody has their own hard you know, there's no, like, my heart is better than your heart. Yeah. Um, fun fact about me, um, there's so many. I'm not sure which one to pick, but. <laughs> she doesn't eat chocolate. I do. Usually. I love you do? Okay, you do. chocolate that doesn't have what sugar do you not, in it. Not sugar. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't eat <laughs> sugar. <laughs> um, yeah. So, fun fact about me, um. I am trilingual. I was raised in a German-speaking home, and then I lived in South America for two years. So that's kind of fun. I mean, I, I like that I can understand things that not everybody always anticipates that I'm going to understand. So that's cool. Awesome. Heather. Hello. My name is Heather Beam, and that's my husband, Mark, and our daughter, Rini. Uh, I met my husband, I was a single mom uh, when my daughter was two, 
and I met my husband when I was 22, married him when I was 30. So I've been with him more than half my life, and he's a lucky dude. Yes, he is. 100%. um, A fun fact about me is I am from Brooklyn, and the last service they shamed me into rapping. So, uh, (laughs) yo, yo, how you doing out there? My name is Heather, and I'm here to say that I like Fruity Pebbles in a major way. Fruity Pebbles, yo. Fruity Pebbles, yo. (laughs) Yes, Heather. (laughs) She broke out the Brooklyn. I did it. I did it. You really do know how to rap. I knew it. Hi, I'm Dion Vallejo, and this is my family. This is my husband, Angel. We've been married a little over seven years, so this uh, August we'll be married eight. A little guy, he's my youngest. He's one and a half, that's Zane. And then my fun little fiery firecracker is Ezekiel. And um, yeah, fun fact about me. Uh, well, I don't rap quite as good as Heather. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I you love health try. and wellness. I have a heart for health and wellness, and it probably comes from being extremely unhealthy that I dove headfirst into health and wellness. So every day I try to do that. I have a home practice that I do. Try to do that for my family and the community and those that I love. She's really good at it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we have a photo of my family. A lot of you know me, but here they are. Yay! This is myself and my awesome husband, Pastor Dan Klotz. <laughs> we get to pastor this church, which is so fun. And um, our daughter is our oldest, Anna Lynn. She is 22. And then Levi, even though he's the tallest, he is the younger. And he is turning 20 tomorrow, you guys. So I don't think you're going to see him today. But yes, maybe if he watches this, he'll hear you say happy birthday. Um so they are both in college. They're both at Grand Valley. So also pray for us and our wallets. But they are amazing kids. And um, it's been so fun watching their personalities develop and watching them, you know, go through the, um, the hard decisions of this age, you know, finding out who they are, trying to find out who they are, and also um, teaching them how to make decisions, not what decisions to make, not telling them what decision we would like them to make, but teaching them how to make good decisions with the wisdom of God and um, the peace, the peace of God. So that's been interesting and fun. (laughs) Not always fun, but interesting. And it really has drawn us close together as a family. It's brought us into great levels of unity, just um, working through things and praying through things together. So that's our fam. And, uh, ooh, fun fact about me. Let's see. I actually do not eat much chocolate. <laughs> I like fruity, chewy candy, okay? Fun fact about me. Uh, and I, as Dan told you last week, I like crunchy snacks late at night. The crunchier, the better. The louder, the better. Yeah, you can clap for me. Somebody else likes crunchy snacks. Crunchy snack people unite. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. All right, so today I I have had on my heart for a while that this Mother's Day, the theme of the day would be about Deborah in the Bible. If you don't know much about Deborah, go look her up in Judges, about Judges 4 through 7. Really powerful woman of God, very feminine, but also very strong, courageous, brave, and bold. And uh, I want to read just this one verse about Deborah. She was also a prophet. 
She was a judge. She led the, the whole nation of Israel. She led them for 40 years. And there was a lot of stuff happening, which I'll tell you about in a second. But Judges 5 or 7, let me read it for you. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. And then I want to read it for you in the NIV. Because I like how it says it. Villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose a mother in Israel. So it's very significant that God would choose someone to be like a mother to Israel at this time in history. Because what was happening was there was a ton of chaos and turmoil. Enemies were attacking on every side. The people were full of fear. This is why village life ceased. They were stuck in their homes and they wouldn't go out. They were full of anxiety and fear. Mothers and children were not safe, uh, even just going to the marketplace. And uh, the men were full of fear. They would not even fight. They wouldn't stand up and defend their families because of the fear, all these attacks happening all the time. Now, chaos and turmoil and a lot of disunity and things happening all around us, we're used to that right now, right? It sounds familiar. So in a time of turmoil and chaos, when things are very uh, unstable in the world around us, why would God choose someone to be a mother as a leader? So why would God choose the leader of that day to be a mother in a time of turmoil? And why he's also honoring mothers and using mothers in a, a very beautiful, powerful way in the body of Christ right now at our time of turmoil and chaos. Whoever wants to jump in and answer that, your thoughts. Well, I said it in the first service, and I just think it's really significant that they didn't, couldn't make their move until she arose. But that as a mother, like we have this choice to rise up to be a mom and the standard, you know, that we're becoming. Mm -hmm. And then I just with being a mom, you know, of choosing a woman at that time, for me, like I see that moms are like intuitive. We have this intuition. And so there's something that he gave her for Israel at that time. I think moms also bring a sense of comfort and safety that um, it's really hard to find anywhere else. Um, like when my kids need comfort, when they're scared, when they're hurt, they come running to mom. You know, um, dad's comforting too, but there's a just a different element about mom. Um, and I think just like like them needing courage all of us needing courage um, to fight. Like we need to know that we're supported, that there's there's someone that's gonna have our back and mom's got your back, dude. Like mom's gonna have your back. You know, she's gonna be there. Even if you like fall down, if you mess up, mom's gonna be there. That's beautiful. Yeah, there's something very strong and powerful about that. Heather? Um, what it spoke to me was more in the modern time, like in the, you know, back then in Deborah's day, I really loved how when um, it was just a, a woman taking her place and doing what God called her to do and live out her purpose and along with men and working together um, in the kingdom as a kingdom family. And then in modern day in the community, 
um, especially our community around us with all of the misinformation and the counterculture um, for us to really just be able to rise up and be present for our kids in, in the school because we, we all know families that are suffering, single parent homes as a single parent mom as I started out, it was great to have that Christian support to um, be able to find my purpose so that I could begin to raise my child with a purpose. And so um, when we do rise up and we are bold and we do what God's called us to do is to just take our time and you know participate in meeting the needs of our community, then the next generation can also you know, um, walk in their purpose and know that they have a purpose. Amen. Powerful. You guys, so much wisdom. I also see that mothers have a, um, mothers are great prayer warriors. Great prayer warriors. If you think that you can't rise up and take action and be brave and bold and go out and do something, you are doing something very powerful and very strong in the spirit when you are praying. When you are praying for your children, when Deborah was praying for the nation of Israel, and she was getting the word of the Lord and hearing the prophecies that God was speaking and downloading to her, very strong and powerful. So Deborah had this sense of justice, I feel. And mothers, when your kids are being attacked, what happens? Mama bear. I heard it all over the place. Mama bear. Mama Bear rises up. We have this sense of justice. We want to defend our kids. Well, that's how Deborah was, and that's how we all are. Right now, at this time in history, for our families, we are rising up with a strength and a courage and a sense of justice. Lord, you are a God of justice. And we are praying, and we are prayer warriors on our knees. And we are doing battle in the heavenlies for God to to move and to change things, for the Holy Spirit to come and downpour into the places where he's needed um, in our families and also in our nation, right? Uh, So I I think that's really powerful. And I said last service, too, about mothers have compassion, which is very, very strong. Sometimes you think compassion and mercy is a weaker or softer gift. It's soft, but it's very strong. When Jesus was moved with compassion, that's when he healed people. That's when he raised people from the dead, that's when life happened, right? Like life out of, out of death and light out of darkness when Jesus was moved with compassion. So if you ever feel like you are less than, you are not. If you have compassion and mercy, it is soft and tender, but very, very strong, very powerful. So keep on, keep on praying, mamas. You're doing good. Um, all right, so... A little bit of your testimony, how life or how God has grown you as a mom and what was life like before kids, if you can remember. (laughs) That was about 50 years ago. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'll just dive in. Oh, gosh. Being a mom is the best thing. And it's the hardest thing. I say the hard. Uh, yeah, I, it's hard. Um, but it has taught me so much about myself, who I am, and what I need. And I think 
as a recovering perfectionist, as someone who is always like trying to be the best, I gotta like measure up. There's a, there's this like measuring stick that's always was handed to me when I was little. Here's a little stick, and you get to measure yourself by this. Are you good enough? Or are you not good enough? And just as a mom and as a human, um, I'm learning that that measuring stick does not serve me, and it does not serve God. Um, that is me consuming of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which God never intended for me to consume. And so I've just been, um, my journey as a, as a parent has been to put down that measuring stick for myself and put it down for my kids. Like, you don't need to measure up either. I don't need to measure up and you don't need to measure up because guess what? I'm already whole. You're already whole. You're already as loved as you will ever be. Like, there is no version of you that will become more loved. So my challenge is learning to receive that love for myself and then bless my kids because they're the first in line to get what comes out of me. And if what I'm receiving is love and compassion and mercy and tenderness, that's what my kids are going to get. But if what I'm receiving and, and measuring myself by is judgment, criticism, shame, that's what's going to come out to my children. So that is, in a, in a nutshell, my, my journey as a mom, just like learning to love or learning to be loved and then to love because... The God in me is the God that shines out of me. So, yeah. Yes, beautiful. And I've watched this journey. So it's really fun. Emily's and been awesome. a huge part of this journey. Yes. <laughs> and not just yours, but these other ladies too. I've watched what God has done. So, Heather. Um, my life before um, I became a mother, um, you know, I was just lost. I had parents and family that loved me, but they were not believers. Uh, we grew up in New York City, which was, you know, your modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. And you just lived by your fleshly desires and by the culture and, you know, whichever way the wind blew you. And my mom passed away when I was four months pregnant. And um, I remember just, it was the first time I ever really prayed and was hoping that there was a God. And I just grabbed my belly and of course, I was pregnant and single, which is not the way you want to start off. And then even though my mom wasn't perfect, I didn't have her. I was like, I really could use you right now. Um, and I just remember just, you know, laying hands on my belly going, God, help me. I don't know what the heck I'm doing here. What am I doing? And I needed to grow up really quick. And so God honored that desperate prayer. And my daughter was born. And... You know, he brought a great father figure into my daughter's life who has just treated her like gold. She's graduated college twice, and he's paid the bill. And, um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I think that changed me about her is that I was responsible for another human being, and I felt really ill-equipped because of my upbringing, and I scrambled. And I thank God for God because... 
um, really what his word says is like it's what David says in the Psalms, and I said at the end of the service, but I wanted to say it at the beginning was, you know, when I read, he, he said, God, your knowledge is so lofty and so wonderful. And it's really um, everything that ended up right with her is because of him in my life. And she has been the biggest blessing to me and the biggest joy. So I'm really grateful to be a mom. And I'll shut up now. Um, before I had kids, it's hard. my kids are still pretty little, so, but it feels like a really long time ago. But I came from a Christian home, but I, there was about a decade that I was extremely crazy and unhealthy and drugs and alcohol and all sorts of chaos. And kind of when I was coming out of that and I was learning to know the Lord and trust the Lord in a different way, I ended up doing this 40-day fast. And I remember somebody had told me, like, if you need wisdom, just read the Proverbs, you know. So I every day I would write a different proverb down. And when I got to Proverbs 31, that was the first time I had ever read about, like, what a wife had looked like. And being a wife and being a mom, honestly, was never this huge, like, desire of mine. I mean, I'm sure just as women, maybe we just have that. But I had friends that that was like all they would talk about is when they got married or when they would have, and I just never really was like that. And so when I wrote down uh, that proverb, I remember just in my heart being like, oh, like that's like what a, a wife and a mom and just a different perspective of what it kind of meant to be a woman in that way. And just this prayer in my heart that was like, okay, God, like maybe I could step into that. And it was really shortly after that, actually, that I kind of made that with him that I met my husband, Angel, my angel. and my personal um, angel. My personal angel. And, um, you know, and even becoming a mom was new. And, I, like, there's people that I think are just, like, these instant moms, and they have, like, this, like, and for me, motherhood has been something I grew into. I remember bringing my son home and feeling like, okay, I kind of have to get to know you. Like, I loved him. You know, I, I knew how to keep him alive, all this stuff. <laughs> like, and it, but it, but I, something I, with the Lord, honestly, just growing into and rising up, like it says, to this mom and continuing to, like, you know, because I fail all the time and... But, to, but my heart is that I keep wanting to write only with him can we do any of that, you know, because he knows our flaws too. And oh, did I answer the question? I don't even know. <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. That's, that's something that women say a lot, I think. <laughs> did I answer your question? I kind of went around the yeah. mountain a few times, but no, it was so good. Good wisdom. Uh, okay, how about a hardest mom moment and how you got through it. Can I take this one? Can it be a moment, or sorry, a season instead of a moment? Yes, they often are. (laughs) A moment of birth turns into a season of life. Um, No, I was just thinking about this this morning though, like I think the hardest time in my life as a mom was when I was unlearning all of the, 
the rules and the system that I had been taught and that was modeled to me, which was punishment equals good behavior. Good behavior is good. And so my, my second son, Colin, was just little. He was like a toddler. And I was going like, oh, my gosh, I can see that the way that I've been thinking, actually, like, I need to control this child to get his behavior to line up with what's good so that he's a good person, so that, like, he doesn't go to hell. And I know, it sounds really stark, right? But... It's real. Like that was that was my 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 mentality. But then I was just going like, wow, like I learned that the heart of God is actually not like that toward us and that our heart for our children um, should reflect the heart of God. And so I, I went on this journey to just discover like, God, what is your heart for me and how can I demonstrate that and show that to my kids. Um, and so that looked like unlearning a lot of things, but it was so hard because I was like, I know what not to do, but I don't know what the heck to do. Like, how do I, like this kid is out of control and I feel out of control. So what am I gonna do? Like, I have to, I have to live, like they're still gonna grow up, um, but I, I prayed a lot during that time, and I, I sought out examples of people who were doing it the way it, it felt like was the heart of God, actually. Like, loving, gentle, compassionate, not judgmental, not punishing. Like, love doesn't punish. Love corrects, yeah. mm -hmm. but it is for the benefit of the child. It's not for the benefit of the parent. Mm -hmm. I mean, the parent does benefit, but that's not the purpose. Um, so I got through that season with a lot of prayer and hope, just going, you know what? I, I am hoping and I trust that God is going to show me mm -hmm. and I'm still learning. It is so much, a pro I'm gonna be learning until I'm dead. Um, You're never perfect at getting rid of perfectionism. <laughs> so true. <laughs> But, like, it's, it, it began this really beautiful process of going, like, it's okay for me to mess up. It's okay if I don't get it right and figure it out. It's okay that even in the beginning I did damage. Like, I can, I can trust that the love of God is greater than my mistakes. The grace of God is there to heal and to restore and redeem all of those, you know, thank, thank goodness they weren't too many years, but... There are not too many years, honestly. Like, time is not a, not a thing to God. Um, and so I'm just extremely grateful, like, for that transformation in my thinking because it was really harmful, and I'm still, I'm still working through that process. But just praying, trusting God, seeking out wisdom and advice from people, from the Word of God, and, like, um, leaning into compassion for myself. Mm -hmm. I get to mess up and still be loved. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and all the mamas said. <laughs> Go ahead, Heather. Hardest mom moment and how you got through it. My hardest mom moment was uh, 
took place four years ago, my daughter stopped talking to me. Um, you know, like I said earlier, just, you know, not being raised, you know, with the proper, you know, upbringing. I was parenting with deficits, you know. I lacked some empathy. I lacked compassion. And then I was saved, and I'm living and learning, and I'm experiencing God. Um, but I was also experiencing a lot of religion because I was watching what other people did. And so just out of my ignorance, I was trying to force those things on my daughter. And um, it ended up pushing her away. And um, so as I was reading one day, again, in Psalms and Proverbs, it says, wise people seek counsel. And so over the years, Emily and Pastor Dan have ministered to me, ministered to us as a family. Um, but also, it also translates, my translation is wise people like Heather don't know it all, but they'll also see a licensed therapist. <laughs> yes. You need a little therapy, girl. You've got some deficits. So I have been seeing a licensed professional, and I'm happy to say... Yes that my daughter and I have reconciled after four years of silence, four Mother's Days. Woohoo! Yeah. Thank you, I mean, Jesus. It, was, it was a valley. Yeah. Mm. It was a dark, dark valley, but, but I continue to serve and res kids. I continue to enjoy and celebrate my friends' kids here and their, um, uh, you know, their kids graduating, you know, just loving and seeing, you know, family units work. Like, if, you know, living in accordance with what God has for us according to his will really works and it's beautiful. And so I just stayed in it. And when I was having a bad day, I would tell my leaders and res kids, they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, it sucks today. I miss my daughter. And I would just say it. I would just say what I was feeling. And then I would move on and go and I'd stand in my head and res kids and, you know, we'd have a great time. But I didn't quit showing up. I didn't, you know, I didn't want everybody that was around me to be in the rain with me. And um, so, yeah, we just had our first joint counseling session like three weeks ago. Oh, so praise baby awesome. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So darkest and, and, and highest all in one. Yeah. So good. Dion. So uh, my hardest moment. I think my hardest moments with my kids is when I see my insecurities and my flaws manifest in them through either their attitudes or their reactions towards things. Because that's a reflection of my parenting. You know, I heard once, like, your kids are your greatest teachers, and they really are if you learn from them. Because I could look at that behavior and be like, oh, that's terrible behavior. Like, but Or I can look at it and I'm like, that's my behavior coming out through my kids. And so, and also just having those moments of honest, you know, with them to just say, hey, you know, I've sat down with my kid and just been like, I screwed up, like, I'm sorry, you know, and just saying that can sometimes, I mean, you don't want to screw up as a mom, like, when you have to go apologize to your kid for overreacting for something or your attitude or the way you're thinking about something or demonstrating something, but... And, like, my kids are still little, so I'm sure I'll have some rougher moments as I <laughs> grow with them. But for now, like, for the roughest moments that I've had is, is yeah, just seeing some of me. But it's also good because I feel like God is correcting me to be better 
to be like, I don't think I would see those areas of myself if I didn't have them. So it's also a great way too. Yes, we all learn so much from our kids. I think um, as our kids are getting older and we're, we're, um, their issues are bigger and we're teaching them how to make these big life decisions and stuff, it is um, showing us where we need to trust God more. The greatest piece of advice I think that we've gotten as parents was from Jojo Lucas a couple years ago. She said, as your kids get bigger, God gets bigger. Mm. Isn't that so true? And really, it's your trust in God that gets bigger because you are forced to trust God for bigger things and with bigger things and bigger issues and bigger problems, bigger decisions. But he is always faithful and he is there. And so I think um, as mom, as maybe some of you are moms of older kids that are leaving the home or soon to be leaving the home and you do feel inadequate, like I have definitely messed them up. And I have not taught them enough good things, you know? Uh, And so I often tell moms, as your kids are getting bigger, your God gets bigger. And you can, you are forced to trust him more and you will see that he's trustworthy. It's the Holy Spirit that does the work in the kids. It's not you. So it's not even on you, mom. It's not even on you. Like we, there's no way we could do everything perfect, right? There's no way. We are all growing. We're all in process, but there's no way we could teach them everything. The Holy Spirit's the best teacher. That's why this year is all about not by might or power. It's by the Holy Spirit. So the hardest thing, I think, is releasing your kids to the Holy Spirit. When they're going through something hard and you can't fix it, releasing them to God, it's hard, but that's where the peace is. So, real quick, as we're wrapping up here, a favorite verse or scripture or passage from the word, Heather, you shared a couple already, but you're free to share more, uh, that you've been reading lately. And I'll just start really fast as uh, I'm reading Esther. I'm taking it slow, but I am struck by every single amazing act of God in that book. Is a true story and how God orchestrated events and the timing of things so perfectly to defend and protect his people. So if you feel like you need some defending or some protecting, if you need God as your, your protector, your leader right now, you're not sure what the next step is, oh, Esther is so good to just go like, wow, never even mentions God's name once, but you can see him in every single word, every verse. You see how he is just putting things in place to protect and defend and lead his people to victory. Irene. I brought my phone with me so I could um, read on my Bible app. Um, This is in Song of Songs. Chapter 4, verse 1 says, Listen, my dearest darling, you are so beautiful. You are beauty itself to me. Your eyes are like gentle doves behind your veil. What devotion I see each time I gaze upon you. And then further down it says, when I look at you, I see your inner strength so stately and strong. You're as secure as David's fortress. Your virtues and grace cause a thousand famous soldiers to surrender to your beauty. So 
like the the I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but God, in in verse ten, it says, "How satisfying to me, my equal, my bride." Your love is my finest wine, intoxicating and thrilling, and your sweet perfumed praises, so exotic, so pleasing. Like, just just thinking about the, the crazy truth that my creator is enraptured with me is astounding. And it's... It's a truth that I'm working on, um, just letting it soak in to the fertile ground of my heart. <laughs> um, and I, I hope you guys get that too, because it's like, it's huge when you feel that. Um, just, you know, the biggest thing that God has been showing me is to just cry out to him for wisdom. You know, and, and just this idea that we really do have to have it all figured out. We really don't. He ha- he really has all the answers. Um, my daughter's 28, and there's still a lot of time to go. And so I've just let go, and I'm just humble, and I'm like, God, help me. I messed up. Just I need wisdom. And it says, like I, I'll say it again, if you lack, if you lack, God will supply it. He really will supply it. And Getting, being able to get ministry and, and being able to confide in friends to just process things and to gain insight. There's no shame in that. There's no shame about being wrong and, and going, you know, I was wrong about that. And, you know, letting God, you know, put you on the right, put you on the right direction in your relationship, whatever relationship it is. And so I just speak just for a spirit of humility, just to embrace humility and to just be okay where you are and letting, letting God lead you and guide you. You know, if we can just love our kids and accept them, we don't have to prove of everything that they do, but if we could just allow them to have their life experience and, and you know, be a safe place for them to confide in us, you know, the things that they may be tempted to look to, those counterfeit things that we don't want them to go to, but if we're really the light, if we really love them, we really let them just go through what they need to go through and accept them. Then eventually they're going to turn and they're going to come back to their true love, to the one true God, and they're going to forsake those other things. And so just really for just the spirit of love and humility to just really overtake you and for any pride or any anger or any need to be right, just let the righteousness of God rule in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit. In Jesus' name. So good. All right, we're going to stand up. And already God is doing such a work. But we're going to, what we saw is the Holy Spirit is going to impart something to you. He's already been doing it, right? But each one of us have been praying for all of you throughout the week. And we have something that the Holy Spirit has given us for you. And so you're going to receive from him while we speak this. All right? I'll just start. No, Dion, you can end with your prayer. I know you have a beautiful thing you want to pray over everyone. What I saw this morning in prayer, and if you just want to put your hand right here on your belly, that's kind of where I feel like the Holy Spirit resides, your spirit here. Just put your hand here. What I saw was what Dion uh, read this morning about rivers of living water coming from within you. 
the Holy Spirit in you is rising up like a fountain. And what he has in him is joy. There's joy on the inside of you rising up, pushing out any strongholds. His joy is pushing away depression, discouragement, anxiety, all the unworthiness I can't measure up. His joy has peace mixed with it. It's very strong. It has a substance to it. You feel strong on the inside as his joy is coming up. It's not a laughing, giddy kind of joy. It's a strong, I know my daddy's got it all figured out. I can be carefree. He's taking care of everything. That's what's coming up on the inside of you. So I'm just imparting that to you by the power of the Holy Spirit and the name of Jesus Christ. Joy of the Lord is your strength. I love that. I think it goes very well with what was on my heart. What what God um, has been speaking to me is that The sweetness of his love, the the individuality of his love for for you, for me. I don't care if you're a mom or a dad or a grandma, a grandpa, a son, a daughter. You are unique and special. There's nobody like you on the planet. So don't try to be like somebody next to you or somebody that you see on social media or on your TV because you are exactly the way who you are is who God wants you to be. God says who the way I made you is the way I like you. The way I made you is the way I like you. I love what I made. I love who I made. You are special. You are unique. You are precious. You are so loved. So if you want to, you can just receive this. If you want to put your hand on your heart, you can. And just say, Holy Spirit, right now, I invite you to manifest your love to me. Show me what you think of me. Show me how you feel about me. I receive your love. I receive your peace. I receive your joy. And I invite you to sing over me. Hmm. I'm sorry that I've tried to be like everyone else. I see that you love me and I receive it for myself in Jesus' name. And I just want to say, even if you don't see it, you can declare that over yourself. I see it and I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I just speak a spirit of humility to just wash over any of us moms, I'm included. God really had to show me that I was just being prideful because I was like, but I'm the mom and she did these things wrong and he did these things wrong. But he's like, can you just humble yourself before me so that I can embrace you and address the real issues? Let's get past that. 
And so, Father, I just speak the spirit of humility to just rule and reign in every heart right now. The spirit of pride and that need to be right to just be released, just to let it go. Open, open eyes, open hearts, so they could see what they've been hanging on to. It, it's, it's counterfeit. You know, we're supposed to let our light shine. And if we're, if we're trying to parent with faith mixed with our, our carnal ways, then it's corrupt. And our kids are going to be, they're, gonna, they're not experiencing pure, the, the wholeness of Christ. And so it's in that humility. It's in that, hey, I, I didn't do everything right, and I'm sorry that that hurt you. I'm sorry that it, it caused a wedge. I'm sorry that you didn't feel like I was safe, whatever it is. So we just speak, just, Lord, just Holy Spirit for your embrace right now, for any parent right now that is just, or even a child, if you're an adult child and you have been resisting your parents, if, you know, just, Lord, show them the air of their ways. It's not about right or wrong. It's just about being, letting your righteousness reign. You want love. You want unity. You want your family's whole. So we just speak the righteousness of God to rule in every heart right now. In Jesus' name. As I was praying for everyone here, I just felt like he showed me um, just people that have been seeking God and seeking his heart and look, have this look on the outside that, you know, even people look up to, but inside, it's just this, like, really dark, deep, desolate, like, pit, like, you've been really broken inside in this pit, and you've almost accepted this brokenness in this pit as your walk with the Lord, like, you're still being faithful you're still praying, you're still using your gifts that God's given you, but inside there's a really empty, dark place. And A, I just think God wants to know that he sees that, that he sees that in you, that when you feel like nobody else sees that dark, desolate, empty, lonely, deep pit, God sees that. And Jesus knows that pain because he carried all of that when he went to the cross. And then he died and he went to the darkest, deepest place. So I just felt like he wanted you to know that he not only knows it, sees it, but he went there. But then he knows the real resurrection of what it's like when we rise. And he gave me this scripture that says, he lifted me out of the slimy pit. Can you read it? <laughs> Double mic. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put the trust in the Lord. Thank you. So, I want to made it through that. <clears throat> so I just want to pray that over you. So if you could just close your eyes and God, just lift up the one, the many, whoever is carrying that deep, dark pit, Lord. And I just thank you that you already conquered that deep, dark 
pit. And we just want to partner with you in this moment because I know that you're saying that you have full freedom for them, that they don't have to walk with this crippled, that that's, they don't have to agree with that, that that's not their walk with you, that you have full healing, you have full wholeness, you have full health, you have full redemption, you have a full life in him today here on earth in the land of the living and so god we just want to rise to that lord and i just bless that over them and we just claim it and if that's for you just own it just by faith you can receive that so we thank you for that lord i just thank you for all the moms that are in the room lord you see their struggles you see their perseverance you see our flaws but you chose us and you're still choosing us. And so I just ask for new strength through this body, Lord, for the men, for the women, for the moms, for the brothers, for the sisters, for just a new strength, Lord, of just knowing you in a deeper way. And we just thank you for who you are because you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So good, you guys. So. Go forward with courage, with new, new joy, new strength, um, a new freedom, and new life. That's what I feel like is happening right now. Uh, have an awesome Mother's Day, all you mamas. Have an awesome week, everybody. Uh, reminding all the women, Women Empowering Women is happening on Saturday. Uh, doors open at 9.30. You can grab some breakfast and then come in here, and it starts at 10. So have a great week. Love you guys. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.